Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Angela Lewis, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Coach Angela. Okay, so Angela Lewis, welcome to the show, Fadeaways and Fundamentals. What's up, girl? Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I love the name Fadeaways and Fundamentals. Like, it's so dope. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's that's the first time I've ever heard that. So, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, um, let's dive right into what we're doing. And uh, can you give my listeners a background about you and basketball and what you're doing now absolutely so i'm going to take it way back i was five foot eight inches tall in the fifth grade as Ooh. a 10 year old yeah and i'm six one now i've been six one since i was 12 and as you can imagine i felt a bit uncomfortable in my own skin and basketball became that place where I met a tribe of other people who were tall like me. At, back then, most weren't as tall as me. But, you know, as I got older, they grew. And um, I began to love the game. I grew up playing in the backyard with my brothers and eventually received a full athletic scholarship to St. Louis University. It's an NCAA Division One school. And then after scoring over 1,000 points, grabbing over 500 rebounds, I was fortunate to play in Germany. So I played overseas. Um, which was incredible. I'd never traveled abroad before. And I came back and started coaching. I coached at high school level, NCAA Division I, coached at Division III, you know. And um, I coached, St. Louis has a professional women's team called the St. Louis Third, so I coached there with them, and we won a national title, and I've written a bunch of books for young women and young people. And so what I'm doing now is just speaking, writing, and coaching. So I love this game, and I'm excited to chat with you more about it. Wow, man, that is an amazing journey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you. Wow. I mean, obviously, you're a hard worker, and, you know, God put you in the right place and and provided Mm -hmm. you those uh, initial chapters in your life. Um, But, wow, that's... That's really cool. That's that's great. Um, I want to touch base on playing overseas. How was that sure. to adapt, you know, from, you know, obviously being here from the United States, going overseas and playing, not knowing their culture, obviously the food, the fitness types, uh, the weather, the, the, the language barrier. Uh-oh. How difficult was that? And was there a mentor helping you along the way, whether it was someone from that country or someone on your team, like a teammate? Look, I had never, 
never traveled abroad. I hadn't heard a word spoke in German before going. I didn't learn the language. And, like, I'm a little older, right? So this is before every phone had, WhatsApp didn't exist. Like, we were still on analog. I'm not that old, but, you know, technology has advanced. And so I remember, like, sitting in the bus with my teammate and just hearing people talk and not having a clue what they were talking about. And one of my, two of my, my roommates were, um, one was from Russia, the other one was from Romania. So talk about language barrier. They could speak, they could speak German, I couldn't, but sometimes we would try to communicate and it was like playing charades. Like we would draw pictures and, and it was really <laughs> difficult to communicate with them. So oftentimes people were like, man, just forget it. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it was incredible. I think everyone, if you really want to be humbled, go to a place and not know the language. If you really want to understand like the connectedness of humans, try to communicate and get around when you don't necessarily know what's going on. No one cares about your degrees. Like no one knows because they can't talk to you. You know. Right. Um, however, my some of my teammates spoke English and they would translate when things were going well. <laughs> but there were times when like no one would say anything. And my coach, ironically, didn't speak English very much at all. She was Polish. So there was a Polish woman on our team. She speak Polish to her. She would speak, speak Russian to the Russian woman on the team. And then she speak German to everyone else. And this is going to sound crazy, but it's true. When she wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with me, she would call her son Peter. And we would literally be standing face to face. And she would call him, say what she had to say to him in Polish, then hand me the phone and he would translate to me in English. <laughs> and then I would hand back to him. It was the most awkward communication um, experience of my life. Oh, I bet. I bet. Now, how was it coaching in the WNBA? So we have, it's a different league. It's not the WNBA. It oh, okay. was the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League. Okay. So it's not the WNBA. But it was, it was amazing. I mean, St. Louis is one of those places that doesn't have a men's professional NBA team. And so it was incredible what we were able to do for the community and for, for young women to see women who were playing at the highest level and competing and winning. It was a really big deal. Yeah, it was incredible. Wow. Now, I want to ask you this. Looking um, forward now, as a coach, for one, what was the best piece of advice a coach gave you playing, whether it was professionally, college level, high school level? Mm -hmm. um, and then what is the best piece of advice that you give one of your students? The best advice that I've ever gotten is be good to everybody. Okay. You never know. You never know why people cross your path and how they're going to show back up in the future. The best advice, especially as an athlete, there are people who know you who you may not really know. And they're watching you play, the referees, everyone is watching and have an impression of who you are. So speak to people, be good to people, be curious about others, and you'll be surprised. Because at some point, you're going to stop playing, you know, Absolutely. and you're going to need people to speak on your behalf and to um, be a reference. So just be, be good to others, especially when you have, when you have that um, limelight, for lack of a better word. Okay. Okay. So that's the advice that was given to me. 
best advice that I give to players is all the little things matter. So you have, a lot of times a kid will say, oh, I want to be all conference, right? Like they want this award or this thing, but they're not taking the time to make sure, you know, they're doing form shooting when you go in the gym. Like there are systems that have to be in place for you to get to wherever you want. You don't just wake up an all-conference player. You have to do the work or an All-American or whatever. You have to do these little things all the time. It's discipline that it takes to get there. Oh, I love that. Yes. Now, um, injuries. Have You've been playing this game forever. Um, myself, mm-hmm. I've, I've played it since I was like five. And I'm 40 now and I still play. Um, I actually ruptured my Achilles. Um, yeah, so I'm seven months out of recovery Sorry. on that. Oh, that's okay. It happens, you know. Yep. But I, I'm still dribbling around with my students. Um, I'm not able to mm-hmm. run yet. I'm not really able to jump. But, you know, I just, like you said, there's something about this game that I just can't yeah. give it up. I just love to play it. I mean, yes, talking talking about the game with you and others and, and coaching, it's it's remarkable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fulfill that emptiness like playing. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I've had two back surgeries as well because of basketball. So I've been around the block with injuries of this game, but I still get on my horse and, and, <laughs> and keep on going. So have you ever had any injuries? Well, well, first, man, I hope that you recover well and fully. Oh, thank you. Um, I absolutely understand that love. I have been fortunate. I have not had any major injuries. I mean, I, I could mention a few things, but they tell in comparison to back surgery and, you know, <laughs> ACLs and Achilles, you know, dislocated fingers, stuff like ankles, stuff like that, but nothing, nothing major. I jokingly say it was all the cornbread and beans I ate growing up for my mom, the greens and cornbread. <laughs> but I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> so. You never know. Well, did, yeah, you, did, right. you, did you ever, like, help a student of yours out that was injured? And if so, because, yeah, yeah. you know, basketball is a, an emotional roller coaster. I mean, you could just be a, a person that that isn't injured and on the sidelines for five weeks to five months, but you could just be in that bad slump where you're just, you're seeing mm-hmm. no progression. And, and I yes. see it a lot with my students and I, and I tell them, this is a roller coaster. You're going to have a lot of ups and you're going to have a lot of downs. You got to stay positive. And it's tough, you know, yes. I mean, you, there, how many times does the human person probably tell themselves how bad they are in a minute that goes by? Oh my gosh, you're, you're right on you've got on target with that, you know, what we tell ourselves is critical yeah. in how we perform and, and what we see happening. Um, I was listening to this interview today with this, with this incredible person named David Goggins. Oh, yeah, David Goggins, saying, yeah. Oh, my gosh, he's, unbe- so he's unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> so he was saying that visualization and self-talk helped him through. When he was going through Navy SEAL training and all the incredible running 100 miles, you know. So what I work, when I'm working with young people, particularly those who are suffering from injury or coming back from injury or in a slump, the question is, what are you saying to yourself and what do you see happening? Because if you see yourself missing this layup, if you say you can't make layups, then we have a then you're going to believe it. 
The other thing that is really big is getting young people to track their work. So I created this tool called the Fundamental Game Plan where you can, like, track how many shots he's made, and think about it. Like, if you make 500 shots a week, right? Right. Over the course of the month, you've made 2,000 shots. Over the course of the year, you've made 24,000 shots. I'm going to feel pretty damn good about myself if I know I've made 2,000 shots. But our kids don't have a context of the work that they're doing, so, so they don't know when things go bad, just how hard they, how hard they may have or may not have worked to get to that point. Yes, absolutely. I, I tell my students all the time, um, especially my son, there's times where he's in a game and, you know, he misses several shots. He's like, okay, I'm not going to shoot. I'm going mm-hmm. to dish it. I'm like, man, you're, you're 12, 13 years old. Keep shooting. Like, I understand. Don't shoot when you have two players on you. Don't, you know, don't do a bad shot. But if you're wide open or you have a rip, one dribble pool action, um, mm-hmm. shoot the shot, man. What if you hit the next four? Gotta keep shooting. You, you gotta think positive. You can't tell yourself, oh, please, please let me just hit rim. Well, if you just say, please let me hit rim, of course you're going into the shot already bricking. Already planning to miss. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I tell my students like, all the time. Yeah, you gotta keep shooting. And the other thing, I ask, I ask kids, what's a good shooting percentage? Like what's the, and you'd be surprised the answers that I get. They're like 70, 80%. You no, know, the best in the world, in the world, shoot between 50 and 60. 60 is unbelievable. Right. 50, you're really good. So the best of the best are missing every other shot, and you expect to make all of yours. <laughs> and you're yeah. 12. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, no, there's, you're there's... probably going to. Go ahead. I'm just saying, like, they're probably going to miss six to seven out of every 10. Absolutely. I don't so, care. I, I told my son, dude, if you shoot 40% and you're doing your job, you're playing good. You're doing really good. You're yep. doing good at 40%, bro. Like, no one could talk mess to you. No. <laughs> and so you get so caught up. On, and what happens is kids get caught up on the six that they missed and not the four that they made. Right. Right. Oh, man. Preaching. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> So, Try to give them some context because their expectations for themselves are incredibly unrealistic. Yeah. So, uh, coaching now. You're coaching students. You're 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 uh, mm-hmm. you're doing motivational speaking. How is that? Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I I was speaking before I was playing ball and before coaching. This is my gift. Oh, wow. So I love speaking to young people. Love it. My mom tells stories about me being in church as a kid, like giving the Sunday school lessons and being eight and everyone paying attention because she, you know, you're my mom. I like, you're great. You're great. So, so yeah, I love it. I love, love speaking. That's I'll cool. be talking to mom this weekend about college recruiting process. Okay. What would you tell them? That. Yeah. What would you tell them about the recruiting uh-huh. process? So I came up with these five stages of the process to try to distill and reduce some of the the stress. So the first thing I tell them is that you have to assess. Everything starts with an assessment. Assess your daughter's physical, her physical health. I know a kid whose hip pops out. She's 11. She walks and her hip pops out. Okay. Like you've got to take care of their health first, right? So assess their health, assess them academically, assess their skill level. 
to determine what areas they need to improve upon, and then assess their mental and emotional well-being. Right. Do they have the capacity to regulate their emotions? You assess all that, then you come up with a plan based on that assessment. After your plan, you collect data. So now you're going to visit. I highly encourage parents to take their kids to colleges so they can see what exists. Even if it's not somewhere you're interested in, it will help you develop what questions to ask, and you just might become interested based on what you see. So go on business, and then, you know, you kind of evaluate the schools and then make your decision. But I think parents can start earlier and know that there are more options besides NCAA Division One. Oh, know, gosh, Division yes, Two, Division Three, NAIA. I found out about another league, NCCAA. Okay. Like the National Christian Athletic Association. I hadn't heard of them until this year. Um, you know, JUCO is a viable option as well. Yeah. So... You can go broader. play anywhere and still get high-level basketball besides D1. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Now, you're, you're over here talking about, like, which, which really got me was you talked about the mental side and their mental emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so social media. That's yeah. a huge game changer. It breaks kids down, I'm telling you. I mean, I, hey, I have to use social media. That's just the way of the world now for businesses and stuff. Yep. But like my son, I'm like, dude, you got to leave that alone, bro. Because mm-hmm. it, it's easier for people to knock each other down than to lift them up. So I'm <laughs> like, why watch that? Why why hear negative um, chatter t- towards you? There's no reason for it. Am I right? We live in a culture now where external validation is what gives us our sense of self, particularly for young people at that really awkward age where you're trying to fit in, where you really believe that fitting in is is essential for life, you know. And so there's this fear of missing out and this desire to be liked. Um, and so I think there has to be a healthy balance and the fact that you're, as a parent, you're having a conversation with him about it is huge because they're all dealing with it, so they need to be able to have another perspective. I think, uh, yeah, absolutely right. I, my son and some of my basketball students on his team, they think I'm crazy. Now, my son's team is very special. I have, I, we have six club teams with um, my program, um, but my son's okay. uh, team most of those kids have been with me since the age of like nine or, or even oh, younger. Cool. So yeah, now that they're 13, you know, I've, I've got to see these boys go from seven, eight years old to 13 now. And we'll be driving to a game. So a lot of them will, will carpool with me, carpool with coach, um, stay the mm-hmm. night, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're like family anyways. So they'll stay the night and on the way to our games... I will have everybody put their devices away and I'll say, yep. and I'll put on Les Brown, Inky Johnson, yeah. E.T., Wayne Dyer. Absolutely. And they look at me like I am a kook. I'm like, listen to this. <laughs> I'll rewind it. I'll say, look at what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're going to have it creep into their subconscious. You know, they're 15, they're going to be reciting Les Brown and E.T. Be phenomenal would be forgotten. <laughs> oh, man, I hope so. I really do. I, I love it. I love the stuff that these guys preach and say and women say. And I'm just like, listen to this. Like, 
It's yeah, the little things that time. count, you know, that, you know, you get smacked yeah. in the face. If you're looking up, get up. You know, I'm yep, like, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Or like, that's great. I love it. I love it. It's what, you know, I talk to a lot of parents and they always ask, how do, how do they get ready for a game? I just don't feel like, you know, when they go out there, they're ready. I don't feel like she's ready to play. And so much of it has to do with what you what you do before. What you do and how you walk into it. I was talking to a sports psychologist. Okay. And she said that most top athletes start preparing mentally for the game four hours before the game. Oh, wow. They have some type of mental routine. They have some type of system in place that gets them ready. So when game time happens, they're, they're ready for it. Yeah. I wish I had four hours for my son to do that, but he'd look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> he would. You know, but he's kind of young, too. So. I know. <laughs> but I just want him to learn older. from our mistakes, you know? I only want to set them up for success. And he'll make a bunch of his own as well. Absolutely. <laughs> he will. <laughs> okay, so. And this, look, and this is coming from a non-parent. I always preface that with, when I talk to parents, I'm like, do this, and this makes sense, and I don't have kids. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, favorite move you love to teach? Favorite move? Favorite move? That oh, you love Sigma. to teach in basketball? Reverse pivot. Reverse pivot. Okay. Yeah. Is that, it's now what, pivot. I love it. What's your favorite move that you hit in a game? <laughs> that one. The no. reverse pivot. <laughs> and every variation from it. So, you know, you can reverse pivot, jab, step, pump, fake, go middle. You can rip through hard when the defense is pressuring you. Oh gosh, I love I love the face up series. Love okay. it. Okay. Favorite Jordan to rock. Oh my Space Jam. Okay, Jordan Eleventh. Okay. Nice. Yes. Patent leather when the patent leather hit, we were like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's a patent leather on a shoe. Oh, space. Yeah, yep. a lot of people love those. I I'm, I've been a Jordan 3 fan my whole life. I like the 11s too, don't get me wrong. But the 3s, threes, those are just ice cold for me. <laughs> now, um, favorite player ever? Oh, ever? Ever. <sighs> favorite player ever? Okay. I, I'm going to, ever? Ever. Of all time? Ever, 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 ever. Oh, man. Okay. So, I'm going to do one and then a point one, one point one. Okay. So, Jordan. I mean, Jordan was unbelievable. Absolutely. What he did, the size, the way he changed the game. I mean, the way that he dominated his mindset. Incredible. Um. LeBron is amazing as well. I'm a big LeBron fan. Big, big LeBron fan. I am too. I, I, I love his game. Yeah. What he's done on the court and off the court, he's a LeBron fan. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite woman female player, Shaniqua Holdsclaw. Okay. She was incredible. Wow. Cool. Now. So that was three. <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay. That's okay. Now, what are three pillars that make a complete player for you? 
three pillars that make a complete player. Yes. Fitness, you got to be in shape. That's important. You have to like be fit. Their commitment to their fitness. Love that. We're gonna we're gonna touch on that after after you give these three. Um, their ability to bounce back. Gotta bounce back quick. Okay. Yeah. Basketball is a game of you know a lot happens quickly, and then the competitive drive. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fight. Gotta have that grit. Your shot could be great, but if you don't have that grit and that, that griminess, you're not gonna be, I don't complete. Yeah. Yes. Now, talking about fitness, um, I'm huge into fitness. I, I love to work out. I love to be in the gym. Um, I do it all. I, I love mm-hmm. it. Um, and I have my son training twice a week with his trainer, just doing fitness okay. stuff. How important yeah. is that? Can you tell our listeners how important is it with the game of basketball, not just playing ball, sure. but fitness and also recovery, like hydration, yes. sleep, stretch. Can you tell so there, our listeners there are that? Three things that I'm going to talk about that have nothing to do with touching a ball. Okay. The first thing is your fitness level, like your ability, your endurance. The second is agility. So, what really separates good players from great players is their athleticism, and you can become more athletic. Some people have it natural, but you can get more athletic by going to people who specialize in agility and mobility training, right? right. So some yes. it has to do with balance and mobility. That's critical. So there are kids who, especially on the girl side, you see them do a squat and their knees cave in. Well, right. that has to do with a lack of strength in their glutes, and they need to, like, strengthen the muscles. Well, you can, you can get better at that, which will ultimately make you a better player. So that is key. And then the fourth is recovery. We don't spend enough time talking about taking care of the body. We spend, we meaning collectively. Yes. Not you and I, because, of course, we talk about it. But yes, I talk about it all the time with myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's essential. You gotta take care. Gotta take care of the body, whether it be ice bath, stretching. If you're nursing an injury, making sure you take the time to do that physical therapy, whatever's necessary. And I believe in a designated off season. I believe you gotta take some time. You gotta take a break from it. You have to take a break and come back to it. Yes, your body needs that. I, I I think so. My son broke his toe. He was out ten weeks, and I kept. He was so. Talk about it's just an emotional wreck, just depressed, mm-hmm. bummed, and I was just like, "It's okay, man. You need a break. Just take the break yeah. and just relax." Yep. You're and young. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be able to walk when you're thirty. Like, right. You don't want to have a toe problem. Right. He's he's back in there. He's a little rusty right now. We're okay. two weeks back in. I told okay. him, "You got your whole life to get better. Relax." Yeah. Relax. Yes. The pressure. I feel the pressure to have it all to be great at everything right now. But nature doesn't work like that. No. The trees that we see don't like pop up in a year. You know, it takes time to be good. Got to plant a seed, water it, work on it. Oh, I love that analogy. That's great. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Now, if you had a piece of paper and you had to write three things on it, you're going to leave this earth. Mm -hmm. 
You're going to put it in a box. You're going to leave it on a table or you're going to leave it under a tree. Someone's going to get it and open this box. Mm-hmm. You have three motivational things have in there. What are they going to say? You know, it's interesting. When you ask that question, you're like, if you're going to leave this us, I'm like, man, I am. Like, we're all going to go. Yeah, we're all, we all <laughs> can't stay forever. No, we all can't stay forever. No. Okay. So what, what are the three things I'm going to say? Yeah. The first thing I'm going to say is be good to people. Okay. I, I believe that. you got to be, be, just be good to people. The second thing is... Be good to yourself. Like, take care of yourself. Okay. Mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, take care of yourself. Because only then can you really help other people. Um, And then the third thing, (laughs) dance a lot. All right. Dance. Dance. Laugh. Dancing creates community and laughter. Like, dance is connected to playing, right? So play as much as possible. We get so caught up in doing things, but we just forget to play. Yeah, so play, which includes dance, basketball, whatever. Just play. Okay, I love that. My wife would love that. She'd be like, see, she says it's dance. Let's go. All day. All day. day. I love that. Well, you watch little kids. Yeah. That's what they do. Little kids start dancing. I don't care who's watching. No, you give them food and they start dancing. (laughs) Am I right? Right. You give somebody, you give a little, you give a little toddler some food and you see them and they're dancing in the chair and I'm like (laughs) that's so cool well Angela thank you so much for being on my show I had a blast talking to you Um, I hope we can do this again yes I would love to come back and talk more thank you for having me you're welcome thank you